Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Table Manners. Darling, I don't think I've ever been more nervous in my life. Well, you've said that before. Come it's on. a big challenge, darling. He's a today. nice guy. He might be nice, but he judges food. He judges your favourite cooking program. And it is my favourite cooking programme on earth. I've never missed an episode. He's a very nice man. Is he? Very nice. In fact, we probably won't bring this up in the episode because it may embarrass him, but when I was a judge on MasterChef... I was nine months, nine weeks postpartum, and the only thing I said yes to doing for work was MasterChef because it was an honour. And I was on MasterChef Professionals, and the day was going a bit longer than one had told me it would go, and so my boobs started leaking with my Just, red dress. I don't think we all need to know that. And John Turoad was the only person that said, "Get her a serviette, get oh. her a napkin." Gosh. What a guy! And then I had to. Well, I don't know. It's a story about John Turoad. Do you really want to know about that? Well, I just wanted to show that he's a very nice bloke. Oh, and I had chicken in my teeth, and he was the only bugger that told me I had chicken in my teeth. I'd rather hear about the chicken in your teeth than that taste. I call that a good guy. John Turoad, he used to live around the corner, I think. Where does he live now? Yeah, he moved. I don't know, but you love his, um, his partner's recipes, don't you? I like his partner's recipes, but I have to be honest, I've been anxious about cooking. Why? Well, because he's a judge, so I've tried to push the boat out, but having some of the, the staple dishes that I know I can cook. Mm-hmm. I do think some of them have been a success, but I do worry about my olive oil ice cream, Jessie. Well, well, I used olive oil that was harvested no, let's, on let's, James let's and Rose's new land. They're from their olives. They press the olive oil themselves. Who's James and Rose? They're friends from Scopolos. Right, okay. And they got 70 litres. Crushed with their own bare feet. Cut, well, no, they went to the olive oil factory. Okay, and it's absolutely the most delicious olive oil. So I thought I'd make olive oil ice cream. Gorgeous. Right. So I thought I'll push the boat out and got my Burford Browns. Which we love. Which we love. With that very th- orange yolk. I think I'd have done better with a paler yolk, to be perfectly frank. I now have neon orange olive oil ice cream. Well, it's unique. It's your USP. Orange olive oil ice cream. Yeah. It looks like orangeade, darling. Does it taste like olive oil ice cream? Yeah, but I think when you look... You've in Blumenthal. Do you it, think when you look at something... It needs to suggest what you think is going to go Look, in your mouth. We you can... know, what about the fruit meat pie thing that Heston does? Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Meat fruit. Fruit meat. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I've made some chicken soup. I love this. Can we just before I kind bit, of we're, we're pretending done it casually. We're pretending that mum just has it in the fridge because No, I didn't. I'm gonna say I made it today you listen, for your children. Lies. If you listen to this podcast, you'll know that when we have a critic or a chef on well, someone I want to impress. Mum wants to pull out the, all the stops and she delivers the chicken soup, which a lot of you have now tasted if you've come on the live tour. But mum doesn't want it to look like she's tried too hard. So she's trying to say like, oh, I made this, it for Jessie children. <laughs> um, so. I did, but I did buy some more little cartons in case he wanted to take some home. Oh my God, you're so pushy. So we're weirdly <laughs> having chicken soup and matzo balls followed by... Lebanese lamb. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you heard of that one, listeners, before? Who did you do that for last? I don't know the last one I did it for. That's another one that you, you just didn't but want. You didn't want any stress, did you? It has been stressful. Has it? Yeah, a little bit. My galette. Okay, so your galette is from the damsons in my garden, which fall from my grumpy neighbour's garden, and we seem to get all of the damsons. Um, which, you know, is great, but I'm telling you, I'm going to make like a gin distillery, damson gin distillery. Oh, that'd be great. Because I have so many damsons. Well, we've now got damson galette. So we've done a damson galette. To go with the olive oil ice Gorgeous. cream. What are we serving the lamb with? We're doing a warm aubergine and spinach salad mm. with sun-dried tomatoes and tahini and pine nuts, mm. which is delicious. Mm. And you're doing some carrots. Well, I just thought maybe we didn't have like a tang because, sorry. Look, listen, it's gorgeous, the warm salad. I love it. Jesse always and the has sun-dried... a butt. Look, maybe John Tarot would be like, you've overcomplicated this. You yeah. didn't need it. And I will accept that critique. But I wanted something to cut through. And so I've done ribbon carrot salad and the dressing is olive oil, red wine vinegar, orange blossom, cardamom, cumin, honey. And you do that and you dress it with some fresh mint, crumbled feta and pistachio. So I just thought that was going to be quite nice and like kicks through. Right. Should I go and... Sorry if I bored you. A little. Um, can, shall I go and get the spinach on? Would you want to announce who we're having? Because I'm kind of... Oh, we're having the fabulous master chef genius that is John, John Road. Hi John. How are you? I'm very oh, well. Oh gosh, you've come oh, gosh, with a lot of Is that why you were late, John? I'm very pleased to meet you. I was late because the traffic's horrendous. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow, thank you so thank much. Thank you for coming. Please come and sit down. Thank you. Um, Do you want a drink? We've got... No, I just want to look at you. How are you? <laughs> We've got white wine. We've got... I'm, I'm Whispering Angel, which Jessie says is very naff, but I love it. It's a bit naff, isn't it? I love it. It's a bit naff. We've got some champagne. I'll, I'll drink some water I'll be yeah. bring it, and then whatever you're drinking. Do you want fizzy or still water? Uh, I'll, uh, anything, as long There's as it runs. Whatever you, I don't mind. Yeah, I can get you. You look great. Oh, God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, last time I saw you, I was very tired. Well, also, the other thing, last time you saw me, you were lactating. Oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. I said it. I said it. I was like, mate, yeah, I, it you were brilliant. very kind. Well, you, that's why I don't, that I've been late. That was working overtime. Well, you, uh, people are late. <laughs> My <laughs> boobs told everybody that, that I was working. I'm really sorry you've got to go. It must have been the only time you lactated. <laughs> I know. I she couldn't breastfeed. I know. That's the bugger that I've struggled to breastfeed so much. But yeah, on the time in your bloody judging 
dishes on MasterChef, you have leaky boobs. It was just so, so, it's, it's so It's slow. excitement, isn't it? <laughs> Does anybody fancy a glass of champagne? I think you do, and, and I, I do. will join you, Mark. Obviously. Well, yeah, um, look, I'm, I'm never going to say no. Thank you very much. So, so how... Nice. Oh, well, listen, you know, we've been, it's tough. I don't know whether you... When we had when we had Jay Rayner on, he kind of gave us an email being like, please don't go to too much effort because people can really freak out when they cook for me because he's a food critic. You're obviously a chef and obviously you're a very renowned master chef critic, okay. um, judge, you know. But do you find that people stress out when they're cooking for you? I think people, yeah, I think sometimes people do. And I, I try to say to people, I remember going to a, a friend's house and... Saying, so, you know, they said to me, what, you know, do you want cheese or, or do you don't, not want cheese with a burger? Oh. And it was such a relief, this sort of like thing of going, bring it, bring, you know, it's like, because it was cool. There was some salad on the table and there was, you know, and I, and I like that. But I mean, my friends who I have dinner with all the time never worry because no. why would they? No. I mean, you go to people's houses because you love them. You don't go yeah. there because it's... Also, it's yeah, probably quite nice great. to not be cooking. But then actually, do you ever cook now, John? Yeah, I cook. I cook all the time. Do you? You're yeah, not, yeah. You're not fatigued by an exhausted... How can you be fatigued by cooking? So were you inspired by... When, you, when you're judging MasterChef... Oh, straight in. But when you're judging MasterChef, do you go, right, I'm doing that when I get home for me and Lisa? There are certain things that I will always walk away from with MasterChef and say, that is cool. Yeah. Love the idea. Yeah. I think that's beautiful um it's really uh, it's because you're always learning aren't you there's mm. always something new and i think one of the things with masterchef is that the amount of cultures that we have now coming on yeah yeah and what we've we've seen and it's an amazing uh, emergence of where there's people who have kept their home lives and their home life and the culture and mm. the food they eat at home very secret almost if they're embarrassed about yeah. it and now they're coming out and they're showing everybody this mm. amazing food and where they shop and all these incredible things. So suddenly things like Subsi, which is Iranian, and stuff like that, which is like, wow. And that's what fills me with joy because the, the world's such an extraordinarily massive joint, isn't it? I mean, how, how, how many years have you been judging? 17. I mean, it's yeah, got to be the best gig on telly. I have the best job. I think job. you do. I think it's amazing. But I've just had my birthday, and that means Happy that birthday. I've just celebrated 40 years of professional cooking. Congratulations. Wow. Well, cheers to that. Yeah, and you got cheers. a big gong cheers. this year, didn't you? We did, yeah. Yeah. No, you did, personally. Or was it both of you? We both got one. Yeah. From was it an MBE? MBE. Oh. I know. Can you imagine? For your yeah. services. Well, apparently, yeah. But, I mean, there was some sort of big hoo-ha, because I haven't had a British passport. I got one now. Doesn't one. matter. They'll probably promote you to the House of Lords. You don't need a British passport <laughs> to get there. We, we won't talk about politics, shall we? Let's just leave that one somewhere else completely. But that, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, MBE it was a bit of a surprise. And actually, Greg had rung me and said, "Ah, go on, mate. We've we've got MBEs." I went, "Don't be ridiculous." Did you think he was just trying to do one of his dad jokes? Yeah, just what are you talking about? He said, "You've not got the email." No, nah, don't know what you're talking about. Why didn't you get the email? Because somehow or another had gone through somewhere else and somehow they had to question whether I did have a British passport oh, or God. not. So apparently you can get an OBE if you don't have a British passport, but an MBE, you've got to have a British passport. Okay, so where did you eat after you got your um, I haven't had the investiture yet. Oh, oh okay, is it so going to be Windsor or the Buckingham Palace? Don't know. 
don't know yeah. who it's going to be. The only thing I've got, which I was very, very excited about, the only thing I've got which actually makes it formal, besides it was in the paper, was on the Saturday morning, which was something like the 3rd, um, I got a, 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 a little bing at the door and a letter came from Buckingham Palace, which was great. But That's inside fun. it was a lovely card from Highgrove Estate. And it was a little personal note from Camilla just saying, Congratulations. Do you know her? I met her a couple of times. I know her son, Tom Parker Bowles, of course, very, oh, very yeah. well. Mm. And so I got this really lovely personal note, which was oh, just like sweet. Oh, that's really nice. Really that's sweet, yeah. nice touch, yeah. Yeah. Almost as nice as champagne. I'm I'm really sorry I was late. Doesn't okay, you matter. were like five minutes late. No, yeah. I was nine minutes late. Yeah. I love this. I don't know. What, Sarah was like, we've had this email from John's team saying he is so sorry. He is gonna be five to ten minutes late, and he is so upset, and he's been in the car since five forty-five. And she said, has he seen you rinse people that are late? Like, I mean, no, the only I went one for Melbourne. Scary Spice. Yeah. She arrived an hour and a half late and we'd done a You roast. have absolutely How many stretched that. It was, was I think it was, it was over an hour, Jesse. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, I thought, no, you just, you don't Spoil like it. being late. I don't like being late. I don't like having people's contact number and somehow or another the team were just <laughs> sort of uh, sort of so secretive about everything. So I couldn't even ring you and go, look, I'm really sorry, I'm oh, left around the corner. Well, we'll, we'll give you your number. We'll give our numbers to oh, yeah. you, absolutely. But that's, um, do you think it, your timekeeping is because of being in the kitchen and being under pressure and having to, you know, deliver those services? Yeah, I think that. And also I think it's just respect. Yeah. You know, if you've got to do something, and especially when people are talking about cooking and, you know, you're a guest, be on time. Mm. You know, I think it's really important. And I think you, know, you should, because you know, there's nothing worse than sort of hanging around waiting saying, oh, come on. Because that makes everybody just a little bit edgy, doesn't it? Can I, can I ask you, because I had a barbecue at the weekend and I said for people to come at three. And we were doing this big spit roast thing. We were kind of trying to do a gyros. And my husband and I, we've got this brilliant bit of tech. It's this Somerset grill barbecue and it's got a rotisserie on it. Yeah. So we were like, right, we're going to have half of it lamb, half of it pork shoulder. It's going to go for, you know, three, four hours. It's going to actually, actually was quite disappointing in the end. But the lamb worked better than the pork. Anyway, I said, come at three. So I had the food ready for us to eat at like quarter past 3.30 I know and then people are like rocking up at people like want to have a 3.40 drink. and I'm like no no I said to come at 3 I mean 3 She's when I say terrible. 3 come at 3 what do you think when you invite people over for dinner mm-hmm. what's the etiquette that you go by well I think I'll always give them about, about 10 minutes leeway 10 minutes okay fine but, okay, so that, but I think if, so you say to somebody I'm cooking dinner be there at 3 yeah I think 3.30, rocking up 3.30, 3.45, it's a bit much. You think? Even if it's relaxed, barbecue. Because I was like, no, I've like, we've got a, I've got a system. Maybe, maybe it's now that you've got to reword it and sort of go, food's at 3. Food is on, <laughs> on the table. So, you're so to the minute though. Yeah. Because usually you want been to a go to bed. bed. Yes. Yes, I do. That's your brother. I like to go to sleep. Out. My brother's about to start a night shift. Right. Are you going to come and say hi to John Troy, Alex? Hi, Alex. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a Hey, oh, good man, on your bike? On his yeah, bike. You got to yeah. go far? No, no, not far, just uh, Waterloo. Oh, you're just going to say yes a really long way, <laughs> and I go every all the time. Travel miles to save lives. All right, Alex. Where's your you. helmet, darling? Uh, just around the back. <laughs> okay, good. okay, good. See ya. <laughs> Bye, darling. Bye. I, lo- I love that, that you're going to check his, where's his helmet? No, he used not to wear it, now he does all the time, which is good. Yeah. And he's moving out. 
So, yeah, he's moving near to me, which is great for babysitting. So, how, how's your day been, John? What's it look like today? Today's been a good day, actually. I've had a nice day. I have, um, I, I ride my bike into this morning, which is in uh, White City. Mm-hmm. And I did uh, a little dish for, for um, this morning, did some baked eggs with some cheese toasties. And, nice. um, what was in your cheese toastie to make it? Just two different types of cheese, Gruyere cheese and cheddar cheese. Mm. And then on um, inside mustard and um, tomato ketchup. And on the outside, before you put it in the fry pan, because you fry pan the cheese toastie, you put mayonnaise. Mayonnaise makes the bread go crispy. Oh, and I thought butter did the same. It can right? do the same, but actually mayonnaise, it doesn't go sort of like that, but mayonnaise makes it go prosperly crispy ah. on the outside. So you get a crispy, crispy outside. Where, where did you find that out? Uh, one of my home ec team, who when we were doing John Lisa's Weekend Kitchen, told us about it. They said, oh, if you put mayonnaise on the outside of a toasted sandwich. And see, so I did use it, and literally, it was only a few weeks ago, and I've got to use it. I love that. But I'll always credit them. Alex, thanks very much indeed, mate. It was brilliant. I love you. Oh, well, yeah. your Lisa has changed my life. <laughs> You've had her pavlova, she, wasn't her it? Her pavlova recipe from her mother. She's so jealous about tonight. I what? said, come oh, she I said the same. I said, come along. She went, no, I can't do that. Oh, my God, she should have come. She should have come with pleasure. I, that's what I said. I said, come along. I'm sure they'll really be happy. Yeah. And if they don't like you, you can sit in the garden. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> she could have come. Should I get the soup on, Mum? Whilst it's you on. Have a ch- oh, it's, it's on. on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Should we tell John what can we're I having? Te- can I just tell you something? The kitchen smells amazing. Does it? And Absolutely amazing. I've been trying to tidy up because I know like you, you like it. I am a complete MasterChef addict, so oh, I've never you. missed an episode. I love everyone. And um, I said, Jesse, he hates an untidy kitchen and tidy area. So I've been trying to tidy up. It's funny, isn't it, about the difference between home and, and, and work environment like that? You know, and I, I you know, I, with Lisa, we, when we, we work together, yeah, I always wipe down, I always clean up, I yeah. do the dishes, I do what I do. But you know, what's your home? That's completely different from actually, well, I think it's very different from being a professional kitchen. The problem with a professional kitchen is you're feeding other people who are usually yeah. paying for it. Yeah. And so, therefore. You've got to keep it tidy. Well, yeah. And I agree. It's, it's why I, also, I, I think the more chaotic the people are on MasterChef, the more chaotic their food. They don't finish on time, they're not as or well is that, organized. Maybe that's in the edit, Mum. No, no, I, don't no, I know. think that's true. I think it is true. And it's about quite cooking. And I, what's really interesting, I think, about it is that we've been doing this, you know, with, with MasterChef, we've been doing this uh, where we get the dish served to us and the person comes and gives it to us. Mm. And you can tell by just looking at the plate. A, if they've got, had a bit of a fluster, or if they are chaotic, if they're really neat. And every so often you say, accountant, because they're really, really ordered, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's really, really fascinating. I think it's, it's you know, you can tell yeah. somebody's personality, I think, by food. Right. Well, can I just tell you something? Because mm. I was going to kind of do it very casually, mm. but... One of the let's, best let's things. Tell, I, let's tell the yeah. truth, Mum. Well, well, one of the best things I cook is my chicken soup with matzo balls. Mm. So it do, doesn't really go with this dinner, but I decided I'd make you some anyway. She only so, does it for the best. <laughs> only big, so she, big you need guns. to have, have a go. I'm with really it. excited. Good. So, and you know, it will be a small and I, portion. And, and I bought some little cartons so you can take Lisa. Some chicken soup and nuts of balls home. Good, good, good. good. So that's what we're having as a starter. But she was going to pretend that she just made it for the kids. And oh, would you like to try some? But no, you need to because you're the, you know, you're top dog. And and, and this is this is something you grew up with. Yeah, it's something I grew up. And she, it's really good. Actually, I haven't tasted this. Oh shit! You've seen better taste it before. Oh god! Oh no! Now I'm stressed. It's fine. 
I mean, hello. How many times do you think you've made I it? I can honestly? do it without it. Oh, how many times? Sometimes your seasoning is different. But you can smell it, can't you? You can smell it now, you, but, you, but you? But you I can smell yeah, it. You, smell. You'll know what's yeah. right and what's wrong yeah. by the smell of it. Yeah. And I love really. that. Because I still think, and I think it's, I think, and I'm going to say something really controversial here. I think that, that women cook very, very differently from men. And their food usually tastes a lot better. That's interesting. There's something very loving and maternal about a mother's yeah, I think food. This, this is true. And you, everybody will always return to their home because that's where the best food was. And I'm going to say something probably that's going to get in trouble too, but I think that, and I don't, and I'm making a total generalisation and I'm speaking to somebody who is a chef, who's a male chef, but my, I mean, I'm really haphazard. That's just what I'm like when I cook. Um, when, but I actually think the, my husband's far more methodical and I feel like men sometimes are a bit more methodical is that right i think men are more confident yeah there's a kind of cock- i think there's a cockiness about men when they cook that it's going to be good yeah I'm i mean we're speaking I to you and you are very good do you think lisa's better than you i think lisa's food is t- is completely different from what i cook and i've learned a huge amount from that but i mean you know i grew up without a mother so when i've always cooked and my father's always cooked, it's always had that same sort of thing, it's feeding a family. Mm. And I've always fed a family, that's what I do, I feed a family. How many of you were there in your family? Uh, myself, my two brothers and my dad. When did your mum pass away? When I was four. Oh, oh John, John, that's awful. Well, yes, but it is, but people say, oh, you, you know, do you? we don't know any difference. No. Don't know did any he difference. remarry? He did, yeah, he did remarry. Um, and uh, that was slightly dramatic, because my brother was 16 at, at that time. I love that you were wincing that year that was going to happen. It wasn't going to work. But then, yeah, but my father's such a good cook, an amazing cook. But I mean, I there is something extraordinary about about food that I think that comes from the home. And my grandmother, my nana, taught me to cook originally when I was very young. And I I can still taste her food. I can still smell the food. I can still and just the tiniest things. It will be a grilled lamb chop. Just the way she did it. There was just something about it. And you, it's very hard to so get So you were there. born in Australia? Born in Australia, yeah. Where? I was born in Sydney. Yeah. Then we moved down to Melbourne when I was quite young. Which where everyone says is the best food. Such good food. Very good food now, yeah. It was, but 1970s we're talking about. I mean, It wasn't we, great. No, I think we probably had you know lots of tins of things. Yeah. Um, and my nana, when we moved with my nana in the 19, early 1970s, and my, my nana and when in her <laughs> kitchen... Probably never ever saw a pack of pasta. Would have never have probably opened a tin of tomatoes. Everything she had was, you know, it was just, you know, it was meat and two veg and it was stuff from the local bakery or whatever it mm. might be. Um, what have we got? I mean, it smells this is, unbelievable. This is a Lebanese lamb. It's Lebanese lamb, which um, you cook only for 40 minutes. Wow. Back to your childhood. So you lost your mum at four and then your dad was a great cook when do you remember one of i mean and you, you say your nana taught you how to cook was there a really memorable dish that you remember learning or tasting from your childhood yeah well see the thing is when my dad when my I, my mum died i was four my next brother was five and my older brother was seven and so in those days there was no such thing as support for a single father so widower, there was no support at all. So we actually packed up our stuff from Melbourne and went back up to New South Wales and lived with my grandmother right. for about five years or four or five years. And so was um, that his mum? No, my mum's mum. Oh, okay. Um, in a little place called Maitland, um, the sort of middle of, of uh, sort of rural Australia, and um, 
my nana cooked really well. So from the age of probably six, I was cooking with her and I loved it. I used to sit with her and, and I'd stand with her on a stool and cook with her. We had a combustion stove, so we, you had to load the, the stove with, oh my goodness me, you're trying to get me a bit, bit tipsy. <laughs> That's what we liked to do. <laughs> we had a combustion stove, so my nana would go down and cut the wood, firewood. Wow. Until my brother was a little bit older, and then he'd do it in the morning. Um, that's how we got hot water and had our stove. Without that, we didn't have a hot water of a stove. And um, but my nana first taught me to cook a roast chicken, how to make gravy, yeah. and how to roast the chicken. And oh. um, do you still do your gravy like your nana? Exactly the same way. Don't tell us. Exactly the same way. What What do you do? So the roasting t- tray has the chicken yeah. in it, and it has usually has some onions in it, which have been roasted yeah. up with the chicken on top of it. Chicken always has water inside it with salt and pepper. Never Chicken season water. the outside because yeah. it doesn't work. And then um, hold on, never season the outside of a chicken. Only only a little bit because the skin yeah. doesn't season the meat. The seasoning comes from the inside. So you always season inside. Inside. I've never done that. I've, have you ever done that? Inside. Mom, have you ever I've done, done that? it with but, put, put seasoning on butter and put it under the skin, but not normally. So if you think, look at the Chinese, right, yeah. where they put a duck, they roast the duck, they always put the stuff on the inside. And if you put lemon and garlic and parsley and stuff inside a chicken yeah. and a half glass of white wine and seal it all up, or the lovely Lisa does one, which you've probably seen, which is with creme fraiche. Yeah. She puts creme fraiche and lemon inside it. And then the seasoning goes inside the chicken. And it makes it really moist. Moist than everything else. So that's what my nana okay, yeah, I, I bung Okay, yeah, I bung a load of stuff in, inside, but I've never done kind of this. You, you salt it inside yeah. too. Okay, yeah. thank you, John okay. for your first tip. Um, uh, and so she taught me that. And then you take the roasting tray. Uh, there's usually just a little bit of fat and they're not very much in there. You put it on the stove, bring it to the boil. Add to it a couple of tablespoons or a tablespoon of flour, sprinkle across the top, let it bubble up. When it bubbles up enough, then you start to stir it and it's got to go slightly brown. And then you go right in the corners, as much as you possibly can in the corners, but take it off the heat a little bit. Mm. And then it's water. No stock, nothing else. Not vegetable Um, water. Well, if there's some around, maybe, but just water. No, I would do. You put vegetable water in. Yeah, but it's my nana. I always put the vegetable Yeah, I mean, she she would probably keep that. She always had a dripping. The cabbage water. Yeah, well, anything that was left over. I mean, it was, you know, it was probably beans usually. Is your background, that you must have come from somewhere if you ended up in Australia. So where is your father from or your mother from? My dad, my grandparents were, uh, some were Irish. And then my grandfather came from Guernsey. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, I've got, got an amazing picture on my wall, actually, when he was nine years old of the, the lighthouse at St. Michael's Mount, which he sketched when he was nine years old before he left and went to Australia. Which is, is really Tarot amazing. Is a French name then? Tarot is a, yeah. apparently. Well, apparently, it's... <laughs> this is my story. It's, apparently, it comes from Thor's rod. Mm, yeah, wow. it's in God of Thunder. But what... His rod, the one he holds, though, I mean, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. So his tarot is in his hand? That's it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Better tell your son that. Okay. I'll, I'll let him know. I was with a relative of Thor. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> okay, great. He's He'll a good-looking Australian, isn't he, yeah, Thor? Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Very good. Oh, God, yeah. So, so um, what was the kind of first dish that you felt really proud of making when you were younger? I remember going into secondary school and... Um, deciding that they were going to do this thing and they wanted me to make something and we decided to make falafel. Now, why, I have no idea. And no idea at all. But to be a member that Melbourne, that by this time we moved back down to Melbourne with my dad. And what was this, like 80s, late 70s? Late 70s, okay. yeah. Yeah, late 70s. Um, because in Australia, of course, we had lots of, there was a big Greek community, oh, yeah. Italian community, Turkish community. Uh, and, and, you know, and so we end up with falafel. 
and I made falafel. And I remember making these these falafel, and we made I think enough for a hundred people in my first year of, of secondary school. And I don't know why I did that. Wow, and I was really proud of it. We and we had we had we bought pizza bread in, and we bought in some tahini and various things, and it was just. I great. often wonder if you're a good cook. I mean, I don't mind cooking. But I don't know how I could cook for hundreds of people. And you do in your restaurant now. Well, I, I, now I don't have a restaurant, which I'm really pleased don't about. Don't you? No, you no. had, was it Smith's? Smith's, yeah. And I loved it. And well, we all loved it. it. And uh, you know what? The amount of babies that came out of that restaurant. <laughs> which I think is always a really good sign. So you don't have one at all now? No. That's why, why you I'm just, sane. You, you just, was yeah, it so stressful work. having a restaurant? Oh, you know, look, you, you can see the last now couple of years. Now it would be worse. Anybody who's in the industry, whoever's done the last couple of years, congratulations Respect, to all of yeah. you because it's amazing what you've done. Um, it's tough. It's tough. There's no two ways about it. Exhausting. Um, but so rewarding. You know, watching people and just, you know, the, the different clients and stuff. And years later, like you say, you loved it. Mm. And, it, you know, we had different environments. And I really wanted the sort of power of Australians, egalitarian thought to go into Smith's. And so there was the greasy spoon downstairs and it turned to a bar mm. and DJs. There was cocktail bars. There was great food. And there was oysters and steaks. And there was dining rooms and burgers. And you'd come in, in a pair of shorts and a pair of flip-flops, mm. what I call thongs, <laughs> um, if you wanted to. You know, do what you want. You could dress up. Now, now you don't have any competition because you're not in it. Who's your favourite chef? I, I Where was, would you go for a celebration? I was. I, I, I actually got to give Ruthie Rogers a hug last night. Oh, you went to River Cafe. Yeah, and she came last night, and I haven't seen her for a really, you know, quite a while. And you know, God rest her poor husband's soul. Yeah. It's just awful. But I, she is her and Rose. Rose, oh, my almost about to cry. Rose was such an inspiration to me. I love her. Yeah. I mean, loved her. And um, when I first met Metso, which was 1995, they came in for dinner. The next day, they sent me the biggest bunch of flowers I'd ever seen in my life. Just, I mean, just such lovely, wonderful and people. Generosity. Oh, and generosity. But their food, it's simplicity and delicious. Yeah, and there's just something about that love that goes with it. And, you know, Rose would would you know run across to Italy for the first lot of, of um, olive oil and bring back suitcases with her. And Francesco, who delivered the mozzarella, was doing my mozzarella. Greg, who, my lovely Greg Wallace, was supplying the fruit and veg and the pale aubergines to the River Cafe when we were doing stuff. So it was, just, it was a sort of amazing time that was going on in the 90s. And I loved it. I mean, I was involved in this world. I could run away from Australia because I didn't drink beer, I didn't really fit in. I didn't play rugby, so I didn't really fit in. You know, and I found a place that I loved and I, I grew up in and I changed and I became part of a, a, a family, I suppose. And so seeing, you know, Ruthie last night was just a, a really extraordinary thing. And then just everything they do and they touch is, is real, it's there for a reason. And if it's a piece of mozzarella and they slice it and they put olive oil over across the top of it, it's beautiful mozzarella with beautiful olive oil mm. and it's there for a reason. Hmm. It's not frivolous, and it's not it's not peacockish. <laughs> oh God. I love hearing we you talk. We haven't had to overdone it. Well, I feel like maybe we've peacocked, we've peacocked a bit. A bit. Well, you, actually, you, no, it's pretty I think simple. You've showed off a bit. What are you talking about? With your I've carrot. A, <laughs> Mum, I've done a carrot salad. I just thought you needed a bit of a cut and tang. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm looking at the soup here, which is as clear as a consomme. As a consomme, yeah. and they're, they're, all these people are made a consomme. Well. Can I say, come around here and you get yourself something <laughs> which is absolutely she bloody just, amazing. She just puts a bit of paper towel on the top, shoves it. Don't no, you, Mum? I did skim it. You did you skim it? Yeah. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I think I've just 
gone to heaven. It's, it's brilliant. Do we believe it? Do we believe in heaven? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Jamie Oliver said they were the best matzo balls he's ever eaten. That's I just want to tell Your you. Your matzo balls are beautiful, Mum. Thank you so much. It is clear as clear as clear, and the matzo balls are fantastic. They are. They're what? light. Mum, if you went on Ma- MasterChef like celebrities, I, I would not be able to do it. Really? I don't have enough recipes. I couldn't make up recipes. Like I think. You I mean, I do recipes. think the guy that won last year was absolutely the most worthy winner. Because he was so amazing. Eddie. Eddie. Pookie was something else, wasn't she? TV Gold. She was absolutely amazing. TV Gold. I mean, absolutely incredible. I mean, have you seen Priscilla, the Queen of the Desert? Mm. That's as far as I'm going. But I mean, <laughs> just, that's, she was a kind of gay icon, wasn't she? Uh, incredible. And so much fun and so full of love and so full of caring. And clever. Her food was oh my, um, just to look at it. Thought about like it a complete, completely different way. When she did that invention test and made goldfish. Oh, my God. Not just... Made goldfish. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, for, for mains, we've got, Mum. Right. So, I've done this Lebanese lamb. Mm. Do you have a ginger pig near you? No. I love them. They're great. They meat. are very good. Yeah. Fabulous meat. Thank you. So... I have um, Hampstead Butcher. Oh, you've got Hampstead... Hampstead Butcher. So did not... you used to live around here, though? I did, yeah. I used to live yeah. just around the corner. Yeah. Like, literally, just around the corner yeah. there, and then just over there, over that way. Yeah. I think I once saw you in Coolio's, the Italian restaurant in Battersea. Uh, probably. Not in Battersea, in Ballam. Ballam. Ballam, yes, probably. And I, the other... That was a good one. I like their calamari you used to do that. Yeah, and the other one we used to go to all the time was the one in on uh, on Northcote Road. The, you know, the big... Bonacera. Ita- yeah. That's, like, my childhood, Bonacera. Bonacera, that's... I, I, Walk in there even now and it's like, hi John. I love it. It's great, isn't it? I love, they used to do that I primavera like, pasta and I used to But think, I like number six. Oh, number six is a bit more yeah. fancy pants, but yeah. Buenos Aires, like, yeah. it was always so fab. Oh. Um, it seemed, I've got an Iranian rice cooker. That's tad, yeah, you, well, you know what it is, of course you do. Tell the world, to dig. Yeah, how do you say it? So I said, call it to dig. What do you call it? Tad, do you call it tadlet? I don't know what. Oh, anyway, to dig, it is to dig, yeah. So it's crispy bottom of, bottom of the rice, which is crispy. Yeah. yeah. Yay! What do you want, John? Do you want red or white? I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Um, no, you say. What do you feel like? Uh, She's got everything. Because uh, you said red first, I think you want red. Okay, there's there red, go. darling. See? Oh, this there you go. We've Thank got, you. Oh, it's good here, I like it. <laughs> so we've got a carrot salad, which is looking very zhuzh, and I believe by the smell of it's quite tangy. Well, we'll see. <laughs> 
I've got the fluffiest rice in the world. Good. Lovely salad. So to what, the carrot one's there, and then the what's the one's other? there, and the other one, this is a spinach, aubergine, um, pine nuts, sun-dried tomatoes, tahini and lime salad, kind of warm salad. But thank you. Oh, I'll hold. Oh, oh, thank you. I'll play, Mum. I want to know what your favourite dish is that Lisa makes at the moment. <sighs> okay. When when Lisa cooks for me and we... You, it's usually I've had a sort of pretty hard, stressful day and I've been eating food which is really posh and yeah. it's all over the place. Yeah. She makes this amazing sausage and sourdough bake. Now, this sounds really odd, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, go on. But she does sausages and onions in, this, in a, a big roasting tin and then roasts them so they get sort of all crispy and crunchy on the outside. Then there's stock added to it. Then there's bits of sourdough which are all sort of messed, um, you know, broken up. And then more stock's added and it goes back in the oven. So half the bread's soggy at the bottom, but it's crispy at the top. How but it's not too hard. It's kind of like a bread and butter. It's like kind of, what is it, like bread and butter? It's like a, the best sausage sandwich, but hot, that you have to eat all at once. So did she make it arms. up? She made it up. Oh, it she made up amazing with a bit of mustard. Honestly, I'm and after a day, we're in heaven. Just so happy. Yeah, so happy. And this, she, amazing cook. I mean, anything she does, she's amazing. Do you does. need salt, anyone? No. Yeah. Cheers. Sure. Thank you so much for, for being it's amazing. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Cheers. So you're less of a sweet person. You love a cheese. I actually love a dessert, but not but as much as Greg Wallace. Well, no, I grew up, when I was a sort of young kid, I was told I had bad asthma and that they then took me off milk. So I didn't really have many, much dairy products. So I didn't really eat cream or ice cream or anything. So I never got that sort of sweet, what I call lactose sweet tooth, which I think a lot of young kids get. So, but I really appreciate a good dessert. Mm -hmm. But I don't, no, I don't suck on my spoon in the same way as the bald one does. Because he does have a, there was a majesty in the way in which he sucks on that he spoon. He just gets so excited. But it's one of the joys, isn't it, of um, doing stuff like Master and John and Lisa. Are you doing that at the moment? We as just well? filmed ten more. So how is can... it working with your partner? Your what? She what? You, you married? Wife, your yeah. wife? How are you? How my is wife. it? Yeah, she's gorgeous. Well, let's. I, I need to ask she's about the best what you of ate. The three, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I John. Well, John. well, that's true. Anyway, he must like being married. Well, yeah, it's, it's not cheap though. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're yeah, you're working on your show. Or you so just we do. Finished? We just did, we just did ten um, more episodes. So we go out in September through to October, September October for the first bit. Then there's the whole thing to do with um, sport on ITV, and then we've got a whole Christmas New Year thing going out. Nice. And Christmas New Year does really well. People love it. It's it's it is what it is, and we just bounce off each other, and we like each other, and she's a good looking girl. She's and so, gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Is she acting as well mm. at the minute? She's acting at the moment, but it's all secret what she's doing. Okay, okay. Hold on. Is it exciting? You can tell us. I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm as I want to, I'd love Have to tell you. Have another drink, John. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's certain things we just don't talk about. <laughs> but she, um, she uh, yeah, she's great. I mean, and she does so many different things. I need to know about the wedding meal. You know, this is your third time having a wedding and a wedding meal. So I need to know, you know... I presume it was the best meal yet, but what did you eat? What and how, how? Were there arguments about this meal? Was it very important, or did you kind of go, you know what? 
Well, no, because we, we have this thing that we do with, with people come around if you get to, invited to the, the Tarot Fortner House, which we I would hope that you might accept the um, invitation. We're although. in. We're in. So we do this thing where we roast the chicken, yeah. but we put lots of butter underneath the skin and then we put truffles underneath the skin as well. Wow. And then we roast the chicken with lots and lots of onions and stuff in the, in the tray. And then what we do then is we take the chicken out and the tray goes to the table as a starter with bread. And you just dip oh, in. Oh, that's dip genius. The bread in the roasting tray and you get all the juices and stuff. Jesse, you've got to be confident to serve that. I respect that. That's yeah. my kind of eating. And then we just pull the chicken apart, usually serve it on top of something like dauphinoise potatoes and everybody just digs in and does what they want. What sides would you have? Just dauphinoise potatoes and maybe a green salad. Oh, okay. Lettuce okay. and some blue cheese maybe. That's about it. And that was our wedding. That's what we did for our <gasps> wedding. So we had oysters first, and then our great, a great friend of mine now from doing MasterChef years ago, Drew Baker, who's got... Oh, Drew food. Baker. He's got his he was a, Where's his restaurant? He doesn't have a restaurant, but he does, makes charcuterie. Wow. He makes an amazing charcuterie. He was one of the best. Incredible. And Tim, I thought, was great. Which one was Tim? American. Tim's the American ja- who's he, mad no, about he was Japanese... On my, he was on my one. Oh, was he on yeah. yours? He's mad about Japanese food. Yeah, well, yeah he's, he's a lovely, lovely man. Lovely, lovely man, and quite unusual and quite interesting. Um, but yeah, so uh, we we did that. We did uh, so charcuterie, and then we did oysters, and we had um, some fears, and then we had um, the juice of the truffles and chicken and dauphinoise potatoes and some salads down the middle of the table, and we made everybody serve themselves because there's nothing worse oh, than going to a function around, yeah. and oh, getting people getting a yeah. plate of food and you don't want to eat it all. Because you're not hungry, or you don't want to eat yeah, it, or yeah, you yeah. don't like it. What's your favourite... We were trying to work out what your favourite food is, and I think I know from MasterChef that you quite like food, quite spicy food, fusion, Japanese, or, or things like... Or am I wrong, Asian food? I... Uh, he nearly shed a tear yesterday at River Cafe. I so did. So I think, like... You I know, know you love yeah. Italian food, but I you do Italian like food. quite like, like I do, spice. but I love Thai food, because I arrived yeah. in Thailand, and I... And I because I didn't didn't have milk and dairy and mm. I didn't have things like ice cream and you know my brothers were having ice cream and strawberry topping and stuff I never had those what I would call bursts of flavor I had sort of stuff which was pretty ordinary as a kid in Australia and is I'm, your asthma really that bad not anymore I've got my inhaler upstairs so what happened I decided I wasn't gonna use any medication and I'm fine and are you eating ice cream now I eat yogurt lots of yogurt because apparently yoga um, and Tim Spector, the great man who looks after people's guts. Oh, your guts. Yeah, he says that but, but they, it starts to eat the lactose. The, um, the, so therefore you don't have the amount of lactose in yoga. So I, I don't, I eat yoga. Jesse, maybe that's what amount. you should do. That's and, interesting because like, I think brilliant. I've got a lactose intolerance because I've been doing that FODMAP thing, which has been a fucking pain in the arse. And I think lactose is my issue, but I didn't want to go to Greece and not be able to have Greek yogurt with a nectarine and honey. Talk to talk to Tim. Really? I mean, honestly, he'll. He, Did he'll he? Do, he'll, no, no, he does. I've read lots of his stuff, but talk to him because hmm. I reckon he'll probably help you out. But I mean, I eat yogurt now with fruit and almonds and stuff all the I time. I think yogurt is fine, Jesse. Yeah, I, but milk I can't do. Yeah, and I'm okay with milk. I can live without it's, cheese. You don't eat. Much. I lo- well, apparently you can have like hard cheeses, but just like. Quite small quantities. And the other thing he always says is about pasture, unpasteurized. As long as it's living, your gut will eat it. And that's the thing. So much stuff has not been done. Anyway, back to Thailand. Because yeah. of that, when I went to Thailand, there were these amazing flavors. And there was no dairy. And yeah. I could eat anything I wanted. Yeah. And it was just, 
And the other thing exciting. When it's that hot sometimes on the street, like as far as temperature, and then there's food that's like that as well, and you're watching all the locals eating it, it's not for tourists. You go and you're eating food that everybody's eating because that's where they do. And when you eat it and there's so much chili in it, you've got this amazing buzz. I mean, it was, and don't drink booze. So when you're in Thailand, you don't really drink booze. You just go out and eat. You agree with papaya salad and with salty crab and you just Mm. walk along the street and go, woo, I feel fantastic. (laughs) Thanks very much. It's great. I love that food. However, me, if I went to France, and I had a piece of roast chicken, or I went to France and had a baguette and a tomato. Baguette, butter, tomato, salt on it. Thanks for it. I know. It's something, I, I want stuff that just tastes, tastes. good. Like your I, food. I think that's... Just, it, but the, I you think know, it tastes, the rice tastes of rice. Yeah. It's cooked beautifully, it's cooked there. The lamb tastes of lamb, and it's cooked beautifully. That's that's what that's all. That's Thank it. Thank you, John. But that's it. <laughs> but that's that's all you want, isn't it? But but I think like when we go to Greece, peaches taste of peach, mm. and tomatoes. I'm sure they're not all grown in in. No, but Scotland. I think one of the things that we we, we forget, and I, one of the things I really still love about Thailand is they don't have refrigeration. Anywhere you good go, you oh, go to so eat. Nothing's been ever been refrigerated. It comes from a farm. It goes to a market. It goes from a market to a market stall, and it's sold. And a peach that you're talking about in Greece or an apricot that you get when you're in somewhere like Menorca yeah. or Mallorca and it's been in the sunshine, it's never seen a Taste. fridge. I know. And mm. therefore it's not been held back. It's like yeah. blooming and blossoming. Yeah. And, and for anybody who actually wants their strawberries to taste like strawberries, put them on a table out in the garden for a day. Yeah. Let the, f- the flies have as much fun as they like with it, but let the sunshine get it and then go out there and smell what happens mm. to that, that strawberry. And the same as a tomato. Leave your tomatoes in your fruit bowl. Don't don't put it in the fridge. Yeah. That's you let them. And when you walk in the kitchen, leave the truss on them. You'll smell that. You know that lovely smell of a tomato. And I think that's what's what is. You know, a, a baguette in France has never seen a fridge. Mm. It doesn't come out of a plastic bag which has been frozen. It's some guy who's you know there and sweated all over it, which is, adds to the flavour, guys. <laughs> this is a galette that I made with Jesse's damsons from my garden. Yeah. How many damsons have you got? Uh, too many. Too many. Well, I mean, like... Freeze them, send them along. No, I've got so many. But, you know, you have to check that some don't have maggots. None of these do, because we've checked them. Sorry, right. so enjoy. Well, they've been cooked anyway. They've been cooked, but also cooked there's no maggots. But, um, so yeah, I did a pavlova at the weekend with roasted damsons and hazelnuts, and that was really nice. But I was like, just take some dam- damsons. So... Mum has made damson galette. Oh my goodness, mate. Right, so I've so made this damson galette, but I the real star should have been this, which looks like it's got a little bit of something. Though. It's probably got maggot from yeah, the, maggot. Maggot from the yeah. damson. So I've got two lovely friends who live in Greece where I go to, and they did their own olive oil. So I thought I'd make olive oil ice cream. So I thought I'll push the boat out. It's John to Road. And I got Bertha brown eggs and that's why it's bright it's bright orange, orange. Yeah. and it's gone orange it looks like it should, mandarin. it should really look pale kind of yellow yes. i think so it looks I'm lovely very, very sorry about i think it's the surprise yeah how amazing she was so, so, so tell me how you did cream? yes i will eat ice cream you can, you i'll leave all ice cream that's fine i'll be really really good but um right do you want to cut do you know about that here damson vodka well i'm gonna be making it that's what i told jesse yeah i'm gonna be doing it all you've got to freeze them first Oh, or, really? or you take the skins and you've got to prick them with a fork. 
because otherwise they don't leach out the juice. So, hon, freeze them first, then prick them. With no, if you freeze them first, they pop. Okay. That's why you freeze them, so you don't have to worry about it. Big okay. bag, yeah. and then um, smack them around a little bit. Yeah, and so then the freeze skins break. them. Yeah, so they break, and they sort of start to bleed. Then into a jar, bit of sugar, and then the cheapest vodka or gin you can buy. That's and that's everyone's Christmas. But how long do you it? need to leave it for? Three months. If you do them now, Christmas, Christmas presents. Time, well, I think that's what we're going to be having to bloody do because there's literally so many. They're taking over. They our are health. an interesting thing, Damson, because a lot of people don't know, and they are hard to work with. I don't think they're this more is, tart I don't know how than this a plum. Is very right? tart. I love, I love the, the fact they're really tart, and then, and in a tart, they're tart, to... tart. Thank you, John. You're so helpful. Thank you. Thank God. The ice cream's delicious. The ice cream's bloody good. Yeah, one. really good. That's amazing. This is a bit sharp, isn't it's it? It's sharp, but it's okay because you've got this ice cream. I think the whole thing's amazing. Um, so, I love it. John, we haven't even bloody asked you about your I last know. supper. Jesus, we've been too busy guessing. Your best guest. Last supper. Last supper. Should Starter, I'm, main, purge, drink, choice. Well, I'm, what upsets me is that I've got to die at this stage. And I, no, you so don't. I, You're going on a desert it. island for six months. Sorry, it's my last supper. It's the last yeah, thing I ate. I don't know if any of you know this, but with last means you don't have any more. Okay, well, we had to change it because she got upset. <laughs> last supper. Last okay. before you go on the desert island. Okay, so the deal is, realistically for me, well, if I go on the desert island, well, I don't know about that. See, desert island, I've got my... You're my, taking it all too literally. Just give me your favourite. <laughs> Start at main and push, John. i told off by your <laughs> She's had enough now. She wants to go home. <laughs> <laughs> This is where she gets tired and she wants to go to bed, isn't that? This is it. Oh, the car's outside. I need to go to bed, dear. Anyway, so um, it's going to be, uh, it's got to be a pair of shorts. It's got to be barefoot. It's got to be on a beach. There's got to be sand between my toes. The sun's got to be shining. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would never do start a main course and dessert, ever. I would always do lots of little things that I have, so tasty bits and pieces, because yeah. I can never really decide on one thing. So, like when I'm at the River Cafe, you've got to have lots of different things. All You're the time. my kind of guy, honestly. That's try, how I like to. Yeah, you've got to, so to have a good opinion on it. Yeah, so I'd probably have to go sort of wandering along the sort of beach stalls in somewhere like an island in Thailand somewhere. Mm. And somebody might be some grilling some fish, and you're some fish cakes, Thai. and then some chilies or whatever. And then a really large glass of probably rose with lots of ice in it. I know I Neanderthal. Neanderthal having ice in my wine. I know. I don't really give a shit. Bad luck. That's the way I like it. And then afterwards, once I've done it all, take my shorts off and go into the water naked. Oh, jump to oh. road. You big nudist, naturist. Well, do you know what? Exclusive. If the, Ger got it here. If the Germans can do it on the islands of Mallorca and Menorca. <laughs> Is that what you were doing in Menorca? Like, what I saw. But a mayonnaise and naked swimming. I me. You see things you'd wish you'd never seen. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, forget the last supper, darling. <laughs> so what's the pudding in this situation? No. I don't think you're a big pudding person. No, no, no. I've done lots Some of different fruit. courses. Oh, I'll tell you what best bit of dessert Jean-Georges New York Jean-Georges Jean von Richter who amazing chef but Jean-Georges the big restaurant really really posh had about nine courses man comes to the table and he says to us gentlemen it's time for marshmallow so he's got this sort of big jar and he pulls out big lots of marshmallows and cigar cutter and chops off bits of marshmallow in the meantime he's carving a pineapple at the side of the table He's got dried mint and sugar in a in a mortar and pestle. 
grinds the, the, um, the mint and the sugar together, slices the pineapple, which is ripe and warm, like it's just come off of a tropical tree, puts it on a plate, sprinkles it with some kirsch, and then, did you like Sex that? <laughs> The, the clink of the bowls, ladies and gentlemen, Jessie. is Jesse actually eating the rest of the, the bar and now going no, back with some more. No, you can't. She won't sleep. You know, she's got to go home no, and sleep now. Don't. Anyway, go on. And they kirsch across the top, and then then just sugar and mint across the top, but pineapple. Honestly, that sounds the amazing. Best thing of all the nine courses we had while we were there. Where, which restaurants is this? It, it was called Jean George in New York. John Troy, before we well, not let you go, but. Um, do you like? Do you, you mean before you go home? Yeah, before I fuck yeah. off. <laughs> do you do you like karaoke? You go to my Thailand. voice is really shit. Does it? That's matter? okay. Yeah, I don't. I, do that's know what? Better. I, I sort of one of those things where I, I like to dance, right? And that's another reason why I wasn't very invited into Australia. Um, I was really shit Australian. I mean, really, really shit Australian. Why? Well, I don't drink beer. Okay. I don't like Australian rock music. I mean, I literally hate it. I was a New Romantics fan completely, which meant I wear makeup and stuff like that. So I was definitely, you know, on the wrong side of the fence, mate. Oh, yeah, that's for the wrong side. All right. And um, and uh, I didn't play very much sport. So I was very much not an, an Aussie. So, um, yeah, just, you know, so uh, karaoke, yeah, I'd like... Every so often I do it. So what would be and your New Romantics song? song that you do? Gold. <gasps> Spandau oh, Ballet! Oh, my that. God! Yeah. It is a great Always song. Always believe in your soul. I know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an anthem. <laughs> you got, I mean, Tony Hadley, right? So Tony Hadley, yeah. my yellow Toyota, Beach Road, 18 years old, cassette player, windows down, listening to gold. <laughs> and, and suddenly, Celebrity Master, he turns up. How did you deal with that? I, like that. Did you say your food's really good? I love you. Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> We sort of have this mutual love affair, me and him. He oh, he's great. Good, he's lovely. He's a really great guy. And then he came back into a, a, another year as well with us. But he's just brilliant. Do you have good table manners? I think he's done all right, I, I hope so. I, I'm, I'm not very good with table manners. I don't, I don't like... I'm not very good with people who are, who are off at tables. Oh, really? Why have you got criticism? No, 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 I'm interested because I guess, like, I, I wonder whether people ever send you white more ice cream before I put it in the fridge. Yeah, so whether anybody criticizes you on Twitter when you know you're eating your food and it's oh. hard when you're on telly. Do you actually go on Twitter still? No, I've come off it. It's the most awful place I, in the uh, whole yeah, world. Yeah. But the fact is that there was this thing of, oh, you've got your mouth full. I eat for a living? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, watch me. I'm eating my food and trying it out. Mum. You right there, Danny? Yeah, you right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to get it in, as the actor said to the bishop. Um, so people complain that you've got your mouth full, that you're trying yeah. to eat the food. And when you try, when you go to eat your food and you're so excited about it and you want to say something and you're looking at somebody and they're... Because, you know, some people are just waiting to know what you, say, you want to say. And when you really love it so much and you can't do much else about it, you've got to sometimes just compose yourself. But, yeah, no, I think, I think table manners are really important. I think they make they make a massive. I think they're like a language. Mm. They're either one of you know, I, I, I and I, I try and instill in my children that it's a really good idea to make sure that you're well behaved at the table. Do any of them want to be chefs? Uh, I hope not. Really? No, no, no. They don't want chefs' ass. It's the worst affliction in the whole world. 
Do you know about Flesh? Chef's Art. Chef's Art. You know, you've been doing this podcast for how many years? I've like, never I'm heard this. I'm learning so much. You've yeah. never heard of Chef's Art? No, no. I have Okay, not. so when you first start in kitchens, right, and it's really, really hot, and I suppose it happens more in Australia, but what happens when you sweat a lot as a chef and you're over a stove, yeah. your you know, back's up, sweat goes down your back. Mm, yeah. And then what happens is the sweat goes into the crack of your bum. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, you turn around to serve your food, and then you, because your, your bum's towards the stove, then it dries out the sweat in your bum. Oh well, God. sweat's got salt in it, right? So eventually, there's so it much salt built up inside the like crack of your bum salt. that as it sort of rubs together, <gasps> it's like nappy rash. Seriously. Stop. Oh, yes. Nappy I think, rash. I think I got it tonight. What, Chef's <laughs> ass? <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, gosh. and the, the, and I remember this great story about somebody being caught with their their bum in a tub full of cornflour because cornflour apparently stops all the sweat. Now, we why has no one given <laughs> us this information in the past five years? Thank you, John Turow. No, no problems at all. I, I, I think it's good to impart knowledge. <laughs> so, chefs ask. Have nobody ever talked about chefs ask? No. How come? Maybe they aren't as open and honest as you. <laughs> John Trode, you've been the most fantastic the guest. I wish we could just keep on chatting, so we'll just have to carry on having dinners together again. And thank you so much. I know I know what time your bedtime is. When you come for dinner, I know what time I've got to get you out. I know. Late lunch works for me. Then Jessica! Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Four o'clock? Yeah, and then you... Do you, don't you think that's good? Fucking ace. Because then everyone's <laughs> fucked it. off by that's night. That's it, yeah. You know, okay, everybody... Do you, you like this too? Let's do a new one called... What? Late lunch. Late, Late lunch. lunch fuck off. <laughs> Late lunch. <laughs> Darling, I'm just slightly a bit in love. What, with the fact that he likes to swim naked like Edmund? No, Hatt? darling, it's not that that, 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 oh, ping. He's texted you. No, he's not. He's, <laughs> he's given us the date for dinner. Oh, he's oh, saying no. we're having the roast chicken with the truffle. No. He was such good fun, honestly. I haven't laughed. He was so fun. The fact that I met him on like a set and he... He remembered your lactation. How could you forget? Now. I'm glad that now your lactating boob is now the chicken last thing to <laughs> The last thing you'll remember is my lactating chicken soup. Oh, God. Um, but I love it that you were like, oh, I, I said in the intro, well, just it's, to not embarrass him, let's not, like, talk about the, the boob situation in MasterChef. And you first were completely appalled said. first thing he said. Um, he was so sweet, generous, warm, funny, funny, warm, opinionated. Ate everything. Gave us more everything and more... I just, like, the perfect table manners guest. Yeah, perfect. Have I done enough cleaning up? Not really, but oh. it's fine. Um, thank you, John Turoad, for being such a fantastic guest on Table Manners. Can't wait to eat him and Lisa's food. Me neither. I mean, you know. Now we know how to cook a chicken. I've been doing it wrong for 70 years. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, but I can understand the seasoning thing because we always no, put you put garlic and you put. I'm gonna actually, you know what? I'm gonna put it out to the listeners. Um, please email us hello at tablemannerspodcast.com. Um, how to, you cook your chicken? How you do your chicken? Because obviously we all shove a lemon up the butt and all that, and an onion, and an onion, and thyme, whatever. I usually put butter under the skin, but I've never thought to season inside the carcass. So I want to know how many other people have been doing it wrong for the whole of their lives. Can I just say my yeah. tadlik or whatever you call it was perfect. Tadig. Tadig. 
Tadik. We should really learn how to say it. It was perfect tonight. Beautiful. It was so crispy. He said two things were beautiful. What? Your rice and your lamb. The lamb was good, wasn't it? Good old Steve. (laughs) Um, All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.